Welcome to episode 94 of the Tolle Talk Podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. We got a lot of geeky news to throw at you guys. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has, and we apologize for that. We've both been traveling. Um, that's it. No other excuses. We've both been on vacations. Nor will I say that traveling is an excuse or there's anything wrong with that at all. So, no, no. But, um, yeah, we miss so. You guys. <laughs> and you yeah. miss us, I'm sure. Probably the next episode will be a crossover episode, I think. With Gourmet Scum and, and, uh, Tolerate Talk. So, um, if you guys don't already listen to it, Gourmet Scum Radio is part of our podcast network as well. Um, they're also on YouTube as the Warlock Home Video Network. You can see the episodes as well as hear them. Um, so check that out if you're not already. But let's get into this news. Um, first things up, Valiant News. Toby Kebbell, a.k.a. Dr. Doom, a.k.a. Koba the Monkey or the Ape, yeah. <laughs> uh, is going to be the bad guy uh, named Axe in the Bloodshot film starring Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. What do you think about this? This is great. This is, you know, a guy who I think has good acting skills as a villain and um, in sci-fi, you know, and stuff. So, like, I can pretty much take this guy very serious. Now, um, Axe is not a real character, though, right? Axe is, is a made-up character for this movie? Like, a um, that's what I kind of read into. Like nobody could find out who or put a finger on who this guy was exactly in the in the Valiant universe. Really? Um, from what I had read, I okay. I'm not too sure. But what's your take on it? My take is that I like Toby Kebbell, um, even though I don't think Fantastic Four or Fan Four <laughs> Stick is a good movie. Um, I I don't have anything against him. As an actor, I think he always does a really good job. Um, to the best of my knowledge, you're right. I don't, I don't think that he is necessarily a character um, that we've seen before. But you know, again, this movie's got me real. Um, I don't know. You want to say trepidatious or whatever until uh, until I see a trailer. And I know Dinesh is behind it, and that's the other thing that's got me like excited. But yeah. other than that, I just I don't know. Yeah, it's you know, like you just said, until we see even even seeing a trailer, it's they could you know make that look wonderful and awesome, and watch it hits the movie theaters. People would be like, "What is this?" But you know what? Their first good move was Vin Diesel. This is another good move. So let's. Let's just keep open. Keep it keep it positive for Valiant. Yeah, that's it. All right, moving on to Marvel news. Um, Disney Fox deal did go through uh, at a reported seventy one billion. Um, there was a little bit of time Good where Com- <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> bit of money. Um, you know, Comcast had tried to throw their hat in the ring, but I mean, really, we all knew that this is this is Disney's game, and uh, so now it's just official. So. Welcome home, X-Men in Fan Four Stick. Yay! I can't wait. I what can't do you wait mean? Till, I can't wait until they snap you all into reality in, in Avengers 5. They could. <laughs> I, um, that, listen, I think this is all this is all very convenient. 
<laughs> so, hey, I think this is awesome. This is this is what we've been waiting for. I don't care if it's you know corporations are taking over the world. At least this once, in this instance. But um, sure, give us all the Marvel, all the Marvel movies, all the all Marvel. Sorry. All the time. Good Marvel movies. <laughs> Good Marvel movies. Yeah, exactly. Let's look right? into it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, another piece of news: Spider-Man: Homecoming sequel is supposedly called Spider-Man: Far From Home. Um, Tom Holland uh, kind of dropped that the other day. Um, doesn't really mean anything. I mean, I, I don't care what the name of these movies is. It could be Spider-Man poops on a bucket, and I'm still going to go see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this this title, it actually holds up with the rumors that it was going to be a field trip to Europe type movie. Um, so, you know, and now it's from coming from Tom Holland, kind of, as usual, just leaking things on accident. That's his MO. Um, I don't know if everybody's watched that that video with him and Cumberbatch, that's a really funny one where he'll stop him from spoiling <laughs> the last Avengers movie over and over again. Yeah, that's um, hilarious. That's a really good one. So <laughs> leave it to, to Tom Holland to get over, overexcited about his awesome life now. So Hey, he should be. Kid's a good actor, too. Exactly. He's, he's got it. Um, okay, The Eternals... Can you tell me this one? Because I'm not as familiar with the Eternals. I will. Uh, we, you know, I'm not as well. And we did talk about them when it was announced that um, <clears throat> Marvel Studios would be doing the, uh, an Eternals movie. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they will be using this to kind of do a backstory or a history of the MCU. And I think that's kind of interesting to kind of give um, because it is so big and that we're kind of on that cosmic scale now. So we're looking at this movie probably lining up to go against like DC's New Gods movie to kind of just give it to this huge, like this bigger lore um, behind everything. That's that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, more Marvel, more cosmic. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. That's I guess that's all that really matters. Especially when they can do this weird stuff. Especially like they've tested the water with all these like movies like ant-man was like that and doctor strange and now you know the concepts behind during this galaxy was such a it was a risky concept and became so popular so they um you know they've they've really proven that they're gonna (laughs) do whatever they want now and just dig deep into their stable we'll continue to go see it that's it speaking of ant-man um ant-man and the wasp uh the early reactions are out um, people are saying it's better than the first one. It's just as funny. Um, doesn't surprise me. Again, you know that comes out next week. I'm excited. Yeah. Then there's then there's stupid sites like EW that are like, eh, this is just one caper you can miss. Uh huh. Sure. If really? you're I didn't a real fan, that then um, you're going to go see it. If you love these movies, you're going to go see it. So most of the world's going to go see it. Um, the other, the other reaction I heard was it should have been called the Wasp and Ant-Man, uh, which is a really positive thing they said. And that, you know, Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly takes a big step forward and is carries this movie. So that's good. You know, it's, 
it's important when introducing a new character, especially a you know a character of that that caliber. Yeah, I mean, in the comics, you know, most people like Hope Van Dyne. She's Hope, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than, or I guess Janet. But I mean, like, either way, a lot of people like Wasp a lot more than Ant Man. Ant Man's usually a dick, <laughs> especially if it's um, what's his name? Oh, Hank Pym. Yeah, yeah. They just said, <laughs> I remember when they retconned all that when he was like beaten, beating his wife and all that stuff. And they like they retconned it so that he was a scroll. <laughs> was- oh, really? Yeah, because of Secret Invasion. They're like, I didn't realize that's... Uh, yeah. yeah, I they didn't know made, that. They had made like, Hank Pym one of the worst people in comics, and then they retconned it when Secret Invasion happened. So that was really funny. Not funny, but right. um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, anywho, now, um, yeah, I heard it's a female uh, positive. I mean, you got a female villain. Technically, mm-hmm. there's two Wasp, because we do have Michelle Pfeiffer, I guess his daughter plays a bigger role as well. So they said it's a really female-driven movie. And, you know, that is that is important. It is a good step in the right direction, um, you know, with Miss Marvel coming out too. Like, the guys have had their time. And, as you know, as much as I love all the characters that we've seen so far, you know, I do want to see some more uh, focus on the women of Marvel. So I'm excited. Yep. Okay, switching to non-Marvel, Marvel Studios movies. We're going to go to Sony the bastardizer of all things, <laughs> all things, just all things, period. Um, Why we can't have nice things. That's it. They're working on a silk movie for Sony. Uh, nobody <sighs> cares. Nobody effing cares. It's, it's messed up to, to have to say that, you know, and it's true, especially when this is like, like we were just saying, it's, it's a, it's a female driven character, like strong character from the comics. And, and the other side of it to it is that it's, you know, it's, um, it's unfortunate that Sony's going to decide to make all these shit movies. So I don't know. I just don't know how these movies are going to come out into theaters and people are going to be like, oh yeah, I care about this. It's just that I'm all for getting some of these people to the spotlight. Expanding this Spider-Verse without Spider-Man though is dumb it's just it just is dumb to me and it's a, it doesn't make any sense and like are you gonna spend 150 million dollars to pump out these movies and they're gonna make no there's gonna be no return on investment but you know what do it actually do it fail miserably and then never do it again that's what i want to see so, you know silver sable and black cat like just these characters cannot exist without peter parker it, it makes really no sense but um you know, it's different than seeing a Black Widow or an ant or a Wasp who've been around forever. You know, they're original characters from the Avengers. Um, I don't know. It's just I don't I don't care. You know, the the counter argument to that is that you know these characters are very popular these days, and that you know current Silver Sable current, and Black Cat, no, no, not that, like Silk, you okay. know, Silk and Spider Gwen, yes, Spider-Gwen, yes. So these so characters, you know, it would be cool, but at the same time, it's like. You're not like you said. How are you doing this without Spider-Man? How I mean, yes, these movies could still have Spider-Man in them because you know whatever. That's 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 Sony that's Sony's rights. But it's frustrating that you know how. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to do all these movies and then you're going to do like what a big movie with Spider-Man in it? You know, it's this is like 
this is like DC couldn't even get that kind of that kind of that kind of like movement together and and make it work. So how do you think that you're going to do it, Sony? Well, one difference between Sony and DC is that as much as Sony sucks, they have been doing superhero movies for a hell of a lot longer than DC consistently. consistently. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's cons- uh, I don't even know if that's true, man. Yeah, because I, Warner I mean, Brothers did Batman, yeah. and that's it. That's their only property. Superman. Kind of. Right. You know what I mean? You go between the the Donner films to the mm-hmm. Brian Singer to then right. Man of Steel. I mean, I'm saying consistently, not with like 15-year gaps between them. I, I get that argument at the same time i mean there was a bunch of crappy dc movies as well throughout the like the 80s and 90s you know into the 2000s when when those when those marvel movies started and then you know the pre the pre iron man marvel movies yeah yeah i mean those were kind of like bam 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 whatever we're just doing what we want to do um but i mean dc was throwing out a crappy hellblazer movie was throwing out a crappy green lantern movie you know (laughs) so it was right it just, you know, it was, it's, it's all the same, you know, toilet. <laughs> right. So anywho, we'll see how this happens. Um, in other Spider-Verse world <laughs> news, Jared Leto has been cast as Morbius, the vampire. Um, <laughs> so I did read a quote from Jared Leto, not yeah. about Morbius, but about the Joker. He yeah. has not given up on the Joker. He's still can He's still going to play the Joker? Because that was like everyone's, oh, it looks like he's not going to be the Joker anymore. No, he's still going to be the Joker. Um, it's just he's also going to play Morbius. Somebody else just signed on for a – it's like, it's like uh, Tom Brolin. Or Jeff, Josh or, Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, Tom Brolin. Josh Brolin. You know what I mean? Who says you can't? You can't dibble and dabble in different comic properties. Yeah. Um, and since there's no real shoot dates that mm-hmm. we can see for any of these films, including yeah. this Morbius, sure, you know, whichever one starts filming first, I suppose. Um, like, plus, making this shit up as they go. They are. You know, Jared Leto's a great actor. He's a capable actor. A lot of people hate his Joker. I actually had zero problems with it. Um, I just, again, you know, just go back to our last argument. I just don't care about another Sony led superhero movie that's really at the end of the day what it comes down to for these two movies i just don't care but hey maybe a trailer will come out rock my world and i you know i'll just whatever maybe something crazy will happen but history does not uh does not show that i just i just wish that sony would stop wasting time with this and concentrate on their valiant movies that's it yeah yeah, especially since there's supposed to be five of them. Two Bloodshots, two... Um, Harbinger. Harbinger, and then a Bloodshot Harbinger. Or just Harbinger Wars, I guess is what you'd call it. But ugh. anyway, let's move on to DC News, Chris. What do you got? Uh, well, in, uh, I don't know if it's more positive news, but um looks like... The uh, the forever struggle of Batfleck is coming to a near end. Hopefully, here uh, it looks like the new um, the new the new Batman movie um, by Matt Reeves will be based on a younger Bruce Wayne Batman, and um, this movie is rumored to be a reboot. 
and it's actually still set in the the DCCU. So it's a little little confusing to me um, how they would do that, but I just want them to you know make a decision and go with it. Just let's let's move forward and actually make a Batman movie, please, because that's your strongest property. And if you can't do that, I don't know what's wrong with you. So who said this? Did Matt Reeves come out or is this another one of those rumors? It's um, it's not solid, I would say, but it's pretty much um, the direction that everybody thinks it's going in. So. Yeah, as I said, I mean, this has been going as back I said, it's, it's it's we we talk about this every week. It's the same thing. Bad Affleck's gone. He's back. He's here. He's there. The Reeves movie is going to be about this. You know, it's going to be a younger Batman. That's you know, these are the same common themes. Now, <clears throat> you would think that since they're really trying to realign what they're doing with their movies, that they would come out and with a solid statement about what they're doing with their most popular character here's the thing and and i think you know i i'm gonna kind of be a jerk for saying this because we run a website don't forget to all that con <laughs> that talks every day about movie news you yeah. know technically these people don't owe us shit like we're gonna we're gonna talk back and forth about how they should issue out statements and they should tell us the direction and we should know. But really, at the end of the day, they don't owe us a damn thing. Um, other than, uh, can I stop you? They owe us a lot after that fucking stupid Justice League movie. <laughs> they do, but they yeah. don't owe us. They don't owe us these like same thing with Star Wars. Mm. Like you don't owe us anything. Like, we just want to have a movie that comes out that we enjoy. They owe us that. Sorry, I'll say that. They owe us a quality film to the characters that we've known and loved and been reading in comics for years. But to make an announcement, they don't, you know, it would be nice. It'd be great. It'd be great if they said, hey, at Comic-Con, this is what's happening and this is what it's going to be. And I think that they should. But at the end of the day, they don't owe us anything other than a quality product when it actually comes out. And that's the point. Listen, the, we we can say this because of all this stupid fan stuff that's going on, yeah. but CC and, and Warner Brothers, they do owe us. Star Wars gave us good stuff already. And it's it's arguable to a point. It's arguable against these these trolls and these 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 idiots because they just they can't get a rap on their own lives. But what Star Wars has been coming out with is decent stuff. It's it's yes. good. You know, it's it's good quality product. DC has not. DC has given us one and a half good movies out of all of this. So yes, I feel they do owe us some explanation. Like stop announcing five Joker movies when you can't even give us one Batman movie. You know, it's like that's that's ridiculous to me. That's that's cra- That's just that's bad business. Because you messed up, and now you're just gonna like f- flap around like a dead, f- like a dying fish on a dock. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about the next piece of news because at least yeah. we know that this is actually happening. <laughs> uh, we got our first look at uh, Kristen Wiig in Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, so a lot of stuff has come out since our last show, and including the title of this movie, which is a great title. <laughs> I like it. Um, but we get a look at her as Dr. Minerva, um, 
who becomes the cheetah. Now, uh, Wig has been getting a little schlack, not her, but uh, the movie in general has been getting a little schlack for casting her in the role. I don't care. I will give her the benefit of the doubt. I like her as an actress, and I think that we will be surprised. This yeah. look, of course, is nothing. It's her in a museum with, with some of frumpy clothes on from the 80s. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this photo because it's not anything. My question is, is she going to be in makeup or is she going to be CGI? Those are my, that's my only question that I have. And until that gets answered, you know, I know Kristen Wiig is in the movie. I now see her in the movie. That's all, you know, I don't care. I already like Kristen Wiig as an actress, so I just want to know that thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we got what we got. To look at the Steve Trevor. All right, yeah, Steve. Like that was the big photo. That was a big photo. Yeah, that was the last one. Uh, you know, so I love that this movie's moving along. I love that this is like the flagship for DC. Good. I love that it's set in the eighties. Exactly. Uh, so. so let's move on to what DC is trying to do with DC Universe, and hopefully this. Is very positive. Uh, so we have a big announcement coming today. Uh, they did announce yesterday that um, something, something is coming. Today is Thursday, the 28th of June. So um, by the time this episode hits the, the airwaves, it will already be announced. It'll be announced. So we'll be talking about it probably on the next episode, hopefully. But yeah, we're getting we're getting a release date probably for the service. So that's exciting. I, I really want to know when that's going to start. And I want to see some footage from Titans and so on. Well, no, but what do you think you're going to see today as the announcement? Maybe a splash reel. Really? That'd be cool, right? Because they've been filming Titans. You know, they they have Young Justice stuff. Um, What's the other launch program for this? um, I think those are the two main launch ones. So um, they've, you know, they've announced Doom Patrol. They filmed the Doom Patrol episodes, so they could they could show that stuff. You know what I mean? So there's there's stuff they could do. They could show Swamp Thing early test footage. Who knows? Um, get people excited. Announce the date of the launch and give us a splash reel. That's my uh, that's my hopes for today. My prediction is we get an announcement of the date of the launch and the price. That's it. Everything that's, footage that's wise, typical will be. DC. Sorry. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like the the footage won't be shown until Comic Con. They're not even going to show you. We're not yeah, even yeah, yeah. An Aquaman trailer until Comic Con. Yeah, I know, I know, right? So I mean, we're not, which is smart, to be honest. So but, let me ask you this question about trailers coming out only a few months. Is it because we live in this like this hyperactive, um, no attention span generation? Is that is that is that what we are now? No, it's not. We forget easy. <laughs> no, because um, the trailers for both Rogue One and uh, Solo. and Last Jedi and whatever all came out super early. Oh, it's, those did, yeah. All the Star Wars trailers came out really early, and there's some movies, you know, animated movies usually get a really early trailer. Um, not Oscar movies, you know. Sometimes you don't even see those trailers until like a week before they come out. It seems, but like. It's really, it really it seems to be on the movie. Like Jurassic World, that just came out last weekend. That trailer came out how long ago? Long. I, I feel like we've been seeing it for a really long time. 
I get that, and I think it works for a lot of things, like things you're familiar with. But look at like solo trailer didn't hit from until right. But that so we can have a whole episode, and maybe we will yeah, have yeah, a whole yeah, episode right. about that. But that was different because that was a stipulation by Bob Iger saying you cannot do anything that has to do with solo until after infinity war has been out for, I think a certain amount of time. Like, so they weren't even allowed to put toys on shelves at target. They weren't allowed to promote more because uh, last Jedi was still in the theater. Like there was that whole thing was a stupid corporate stupid, stupidity. And it, you know, it fucked that movie over not putting it out in December. Fuck that movie over. But that's all besides that's a whole different podcast. How do you, yeah, but this is the, like, that's the thing. Like, how do you, uh, how do you not put a solo trailer on The Last Jedi when it's coming out of only five months later? That's my point. That's so dumb. Okay. So, um, in terms to answer of your, your question real quick, yeah, the trailer thing, no, I think it just, it seems to be, uh, studios specific mm-hmm. and it seems to be directly, in line with people who are worried about what is coming out. I get, yeah. As you so, can see, like DC is worried because even if Aquaman is great, they yeah. still have so much bad press that they're dealing with. People are still talking about Justice League. People are still talking about Last Jedi to this day. It, it's still, a vi- you know, it's still really heavy on everyone's mind. So, yeah. you know, Jurassic World, knowing how much the first one made, yeah, fucking put that trailer out. We'll put it out. Who cares? Everyone loves it. Say so Into the Spider-Verse, we got that last Comic-Con. That was the first trailer for that movie. Yeah. It's not coming out until Christmas of this year. Yeah. So it, it really just depends on, same thing, Lego Movie 2, a year, a year away, we got a trailer for it. I think it's only if you are worried about a movie coming out is when you take forever to put that trailer out. We'll get that one. We'll, I bet you anything we'll see Wonder Woman 2 footage at Comic-Con, even though it doesn't come out for a year because you know they're fucking confident about it. And you yep. know they want to show that. They'll show Shazam. They'll show that. They'll show like 18 new DC animated movies, which, by the way, I watched the newest Suicide Squad movie. It was dumb as hell. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine, but it was a stupid movie. Exactly. That's that's my my one. That's my sentence review of that. It's no assault on Arkham. So that assault on Arkham is top five best DC animated movies, though. They gotta get out of that. They gotta get out of that little New Fifty Two world and rebirth that stuff and just start they really up. Do. They really, really start do. it up again. Um, Sorry, so I just ranted for five minutes. So let's let's move on. That's all right. Well, it seems that DC has little confidence in James Wan because um, they're throwing him into the Swamp Thing mixture, and so James Wan will produce and actually write at least the first episode of Swamp Thing for the DC Universe streaming service. And seeing that we uh, we love Wan's uh, roots in horror movies and uh, you know The Conjuring and stuff like that, um, I think this is a great match. I think that. It's going to be pretty cool to get excited about him uh, helping put this thing together. Yeah, uh, this is a no-brainer for me. Um, James Wan's already in the family. He's a you know a, ma- a master of horror. Um, doing Swamp Thing as a horror title would be the smart thing to do. Dark, you know, Dark Justice League, Justice League Dark, whatever, all that kind of stuff. I think this could be really cool. 
Um, so that was one of the things I got most excited about when they announced it to begin with was that we're going to see a Swan thing, let alone one with James Wan. So that's, that's awesome. Yep. What's, uh, what do we got next? Finally today, we have a little news about how DC is moving or kind of reinventing the comic book game. So um, we've seen some announcements lately that box stores like GameStop will start carrying comics like spinners. Uh, we had that little discussion. Um, actually, I don't know if you and I did have that discussion on here or not, but the idea behind putting comic books into these, these stores starting to sell not direct issues, but you know, the normal, the, the old comics we used to pick up in the, in the stores and stuff like that. Um, going back to the old days, well, Walmart's going to get into this game. And as much as I hate Walmart, um, DC and them are going to put together these giant size 100 page collections. Now these are going to come out uh, on a regular so that as you buy them, you're going to have, it's just like a comic book. You'll have to continue the story. So to draw readers in, uh, we have new stories by both Brian Michael Bendis, who will be writing a Batman story, which should be enough to get us excited. And then Tom King also will be writing um, these exclusive stories. Uh, so the only place to get them, Walmart. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. This to me, well, okay, I got two things. To see Brian Michael Bendis and Tom King writing these stories, that has me excited. This seems like the perfect place to showcase new writers, though, for these Which, they're, which they're going to do, comics. too. Okay. They're also going to do that. Um, I, Sorry, you the the idea is to have these main storylines by these guys and then be able to transition transition these other writers into to write these smaller stories because so you're looking at these 100 page books right i just um i don't know it's one of those things to me that almost seems like a uh a, a cry for help you know what i mean um and I, and I don't know, you know, I felt like DC's doing, or feel like DC's doing pretty good right now. Um, I'm actually caught up. I just binged over the last week, all of Batman. <laughs> I was on like issue like seven and I caught up to issue 50 or 49 or whatever it is. And it's just, again, I'll ran a second. Scott Snyder obviously did something insanely amazing with the new 52 um, in in the whole Court of Owls and then taking things to, to zero year and all that stuff. And it got weird and it got kind of supernatural and I was very excited. And everything that he's done with Batman since has been great. Tom King, this whole Batman and um, Catwoman thing has been a stroke of genius. And have you read any of this? I haven't. Um Keep going because I, I know I know what you're talking. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, other than like there's two issues called um, Super Friends, and it's about uh, you know Batman and Catwoman got engaged and um, they're going to have this wedding and Batman in typical Batman fashion told nobody about it, and but Superman knows about it because Wonder Woman knows about it and. Lois Lane's like, why don't you call him and tell him, 
you know, congratulations. And then Catwoman's like, why don't you call him and like, tell him like, isn't he your best friend? And it's this whole, it's, it's really great. Like the two issues are some of the best issues of, of comics that I've read. It was, it was just a really smart way of handling those two characters. And I was like, you know, I, I love Scott Snyder for what he did, but Tom King has done a very good job with like humanizing Batman, not going weird. I like that Scott Snyder got weird, but this is not weird. It's very, really scaled back to these characters, the villains and in the more humanizing way than we've seen in a long time. Here's the thing. The best thing about Tom King is that being involved in the CIA at one point is a very, he's a military guy. He's a very realistic writer. Uh, He can bring that aspect in the comics. I loved it when he did um, when Nightwing died in way back and then he became that agent of spiral and he did that whole secret agent thing that was genius you know and it was like it was like wow you got this guy writing this and everybody loved it you know and he took over batman and that was you know like you said it's a total 180 on on what scott snyder was doing so um i love that they can continually get these these high caliber writers and that uh that no matter what it changes the game for the Batman universe, but at the same time, it adds something so new and refreshing. Yeah. So, you know, just to circle back on the original story, I'm excited to see people of this caliber added to this going to Walmart, going to newsstands to me seems like a dumb move, but I also want more people to read comics. We say it at, at every episode, you want to know these characters you want that you're going to see in the movies read the comics because that's where you're getting the real good stuff. So, Hey, I guess if we get more comic readers in, then I can't complain. There you go. Even if Walmart's birthing them. (laughs) Yep. Well, this seems like a good time to uh, take a short commercial. What do you say? Let's do it. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Tegan? Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. 
Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right. First up in TV news. A uh, little, little Star Trek news going on here. Uh, this looks like CBS and Alex Kurtzman are going to be producing more shows set in the Star Trek universe. Uh, so in addition to Discovery, we'll be getting more Star Trek. So I don't know. I guess that's a good thing. Maybe. Uh, I don't think there's ever been more than two Star Trek shows on at a time. I don't, uh, I can't remember. I think Deep Space ran a little bit with the next generation and, and so on, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how much CBS can milk this cow. Um, then there's also rumors that Patrick Stewart may return as Jean-Luc Picard. What do you think about all this Star Trek news? Sure. <laughs> right? Not like I've watched Discovery yet. So, yeah, I haven't watched Discovery yet. So. Because you got to pay for it. Um, even when I paid for it, I didn't even watch it, so I just stopped paying for it. <laughs> yeah, I'll um, I'll check out Discovery sometime. You know, Picard coming back—that's that's, that's kind of cool. You know, I thought so too. Yeah. So it's fine. You know, uh, I'll I'll my wife, your wife, are big Star Trek fans. Exactly. We should if just it's Star Wars, that's more exciting. <laughs> we should just do a small segment in this episode where they just come together and talk about this. This that news. would be that would be great. <laughs> we should just have them do an episode about the return of these Star Trek shows and Jean Luc Picard, and just have it be like, here, go wild, have an episode, and we'll put it out as as how I talk, kind of like a Freaky Friday thing. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Next um, up. Don Mancini, we know, had announced that there would be a Child's Play TV series coming at some point. Well, we finally got our first teaser. Nothing crazy, you know. It's just, it's just basically like a a screen there with uh, Child's Play and Chucky's face. <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. What do you think about a Child's Play TV series? You know, I'm um, I'm a huge Child's Play fan, so I will watch it. Um, The last two movies have been really good, though the last one gave me a lot of questions. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm there. You know, I'm gonna. (laughs) I will most definitely be watching this show wherever it ends up uh, showing up. It's such a strange concept to be able to watch it every week. Um, I don't know how you keep that going if you're, I don't want to say oversaturating, you know, with too much Chucky. I mean, we love Chucky, but do you think that a TV show can't exist for more than, say, a season? A Trials Play show? Yeah. So there's been some old slasher shows like, uh, Friday the 13th had one. Freddy's Nightmares was another one. Um, and it's weird because, like, the characters wouldn't always show up. It would be just, like, weird stories almost, kind of like a Tales from the Crypt type thing. And then occasionally, like, Jason would show up or Freddy will show up. 
So, uh, you know, I don't know how you can do Chucky stories or Child's Play stories without Chucky. I don't know if it would just be other good guys that get possessed or I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to watch it, but I, yeah, I'll go in with very low expectations because I don't know how you can sustain yourself for too long. Um, but I don't know. This is such a hard one to wrap my head around. (laughs) Who knows? But I'll stay. I'll be there. I'll watch them. Hey, they're horrible. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So next up, we have another strange concept of moving a horror series or horror movie into a TV series. So uh, Nightbreed, a Clive Barker uh, creation has been picked up by sci-fi uh, to become a series as well. So there's another one. So this will work yeah. if it's done right. Because the thing with Nightbreed is when you go into, um, and I'm totally blanking on the name right now, but when you go into the world where the Nightbreed people live, that's that's a whole, that's a world. That's a whole universe where... There's different creatures. They have a whole history to themselves. Um, I can't remember who does it right now. I think it's Dark Horse who has the Nightbreed comic. Um, this is easy. This is like a, a easy one for me because they don't even have to go into the human world too much, other than like maybe like a Nightbreed person escapes into the human world, and or you know again just take another person going into the Nightbreed world, um, and, and like. That's it. Like this, this show to me, I hope Clive Barker has something to do with it. I hope he's uh, an executive producer or something into it. But Nightbreed is actually um, one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, Midian. Midian is the world that they go into. Um, if you guys have not seen it, or and especially if you're going to watch it, watch the Cabal Cut, which is the director's extended unrated edition, which is really great but um i would say to be honest with you most clive barker properties can be turned into tv shows and have some legs hellraiser obviously for sure like he just the dude is so creepy and so messed up and um a lot of his stuff is seeped into fantasy that it it doesn't have to stay you know they have those human elements but you could go totally fantasy with this and and make it pretty unique and, and crazy. So I'm excited for this one. It sounds really exciting. Actually. Cool. Uh, next up, Watchmen has been dropping castings here and there and everywhere. Uh, the latest uh, person to be tapped to this new series on HBO is Jeremy Irons. He's been cast in a lead role. Now I haven't been looking too much into this because I don't want too much spoilage. Uh, so I don't even know what that lead role is. I don't even know if they've even said who the lead role is. So, uh, because I know there's been some stuff about, oh, this casting pretty much alludes to what happened to this character and so on. So be careful out there as usual with your spoilers if you don't want uh, to know what's going on. I don't, yeah, I have no idea. You know, is he someone's dad? You know, is he Ozzy Mateus' dad or grandson? You know, because doesn't it take place years later? Yeah, it's, yeah, it takes place current time. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't change anything for me. 
Um, people are saying he's not going to be Alfred anymore. I don't believe that. I think he's still going to be Alfred. If they, if they use this version of Alfred, he will be Alfred. Right. Exactly. What do you really have to do? Go to the studio for like an hour? Can yeah. Shoot. Yep. 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 Um, so Last up, TV news. Uh, little little news from the Bad Boys world. Uh, L.A. Finest, uh, the series star will star, and this has been greenlit by Charter Communications. They go to series, uh, at least the at least the pilot episode. Uh, it's going to be starring Jessica Alba and Gabriel Union. Uh, Union, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know that much about these characters except from Bad Boys. What do you think? Um, so I just did a little research on it. Gabriel Union is in Bad Boys 2. She plays Martin Lawrence's character's baby sister. So she was working for, I don't know, the FBI or something. She ends up working in the show for LAPD, gets teamed up with Jessica Elba. They're not the best of partners, but of course they find a way. You know, typical buddy cop, whatever. Um, Charter Communications is Spectrum. So it's going to be put up on Spectrum stuff. Um, Weird. Yeah, you know, I'll watch it. I love Bad Boys, and until Bad Boys 3, I guess this will be what I have. <laughs> you know? That's kind of my point. <laughs> Where is Bad Boys 3? Apparently, it's, it's in the works. It's in the works. Um, all right, let's get on to some movie news, right? Yeah. We got a new Predator trailer. Casey did not watch it, but Chris did. So without spoilers, what are your thoughts? I'm excited. That uh, TV spot, it's just uh, basically a blown-up version of that. The TV spot was the second trailer came out during the NBA Finals, which was a big surprise because nobody saw that coming. And then um, it wasn't even online for a little bit, which is kind of neat in this day of everything needs to go digital right away. So... um, this really expanded on what was going to happen in the movie. And I think that it does drop a little spoiler here and there. So just, you know, for you, those of you who don't want to know too much about it, uh, don't watch it, but this trailer invokes the predator to me. So this got you more excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to watch it because I'm already on board, but um, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it regardless. I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're big fans of that whole universe and it's really, um, you know, after, oh, I don't know what's the last predator movie we got was predators or yeah. Predators, yeah. which I like. A lot. I like it too. I like that movie. Uh, and it was it was definitely the savior from those AVP movies. Um, so let's get let's get back to basics. That's all I want. That's it. Uh, John Carpenter this week tweeted out that he is in the studio working on the Halloween score. Woo-hoo. He tweeted from inside the studio, so pretty excited about hearing his new score. Um, if you guys don't know. Uh, Lost Themes, the last couple albums that John Carpenter has put out of his theme songs that never went anywhere. He just made up theme songs for movies that don't exist. And both of the 
the, the soundtracks or whatever you want to call them are brilliant. So hearing a new synth sound mixed with his old, you know, classic Halloween theme that he created, I can't think of anything better. <laughs> that soundtrack probably win my soundtrack of the year other than Incredibles 2 because it's Michael Giacchino. And of course he killed it with that soundtrack as well. <laughs> Just, uh, well, actually, no, that's it. That's all I got. Solo soundtrack was good too, but yeah. Black Panther, <laughs> Black Panther also, also great. Yeah, but Black Panther though, the score was not anything near the soundtrack. I just, I guess, what I mean, score. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um, what do you? Who's think? right? You're right. I'm right. Who's right? We're, we're <laughs> off. <laughs> what's uh what's your thoughts about jc you know my thoughts i think they're pretty much aligned with yours <laughs> it's, i'm not gonna beat a dead horse i mean can't wait for this movie and since john carper's involved on all levels mostly that's all i want that's it man that's that's what you need um steven s tonight you know riding really low after <laughs> Pacific Rim 2 um, signed a multi-year deal with Netflix. Um, he has his, I think Spartacus is up on Netflix as well as obviously he was a showrunner or producer on um, the first season of Daredevil. I loved Pacific Rim 2. I think Pacific Rim 2 is better than the first movie, but he got so much hate for that. Like if you look, if you look on Twitter and just see people being like, yo, you did great on Spartacus, but why? what happened with Pacific Rim? And I've defended him on Twitter, and he's actually written me a couple times now to be like, hey, you know, thanks. <laughs> Thank you for being supportive. <laughs> so, how can... Here's... Here, we're going to get into this in a little bit about this toxicity we? of... A little bit. Not, not much, but... Because it's it's a running theme these days. But how can you? How can anyone sit there and think that they have the right to bitch about what they want for Pacific Rim when the series is like less than a decade old? How can you even try to like project your wants for something like that into into a movie? Like, shut the shut up. <laughs> I think shut they up. just. So I will. I'll say this: they didn't necessarily project like their wants, like people would do with Star Wars. But they just thought it was a lot less quality than Guillermo del Toro. Believe me, yeah, Guillermo del Toro is yeah, it's 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 alien versus aliens in some respects. It just made it bigger and badder, you know what I mean? But they're both great movies. They're both amazing. And it's hard to fight if alien or aliens is better. But that's that's it. They're both great. So cool. anywho. I'm excited what he's going to do for Netflix, whatever it ends up being. But um, they obviously recognize that he's a talented individual, and I'm sure he's going to be doing some great stuff with them. So that has me excited. Me too. Can you take this next news? I did not read this. You're damn right I'll take this. So, as we say, we love Alien around DFAT. I mean, it's Alien Day. Is you know all these all these things are coming out of the love for the Alien franchise now. The 40th anniversary of the movie is coming up. This is big. Uh, this is huge. You know, <clears throat> I remember when we, I think we did a big giveaway for the 35th anniversary. Remember that? We that's, did. That's five years ago now. So, uh, 
So for the big anniversary, 20th Century Fox is inviting fans through the Tangle community. I don't know what Tangle is, but apparently it's a where filmmakers can share um, maybe their projects. Uh, they're they're inviting these filmmakers to make their own alien short films. So this is this is cool. Uh, this is kind of Lucasfilm did this not too long ago as well. Uh, so well, like twenty years ago. <laughs> it, no, they 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 just did it like within the last since Disney took over. Did they? I, I just remember yeah. doing the one. That's how we got um, Troopers. No, that's yeah. That was a lot. That was that's like, why I was like, no, that was I remember first. <laughs> I remember though, like, um, what's our what's our connect? Ron Newcomb, remember his the oh the, yeah the fantasy that, guy. <clears throat> the fantasy guy. They made a Star Wars short film for that as well for okay. that project. Um, Is that where we got that Darth Maul apprentice film? I, that's so effing good. It may have been from that, but yeah. you know what? This is the thing. It's like. Put the put these projects in the hands of the fans and let them create something, because it seems like that's that's the only way they're not going to cry. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the best the best work from our. Uh... We'll see. No, we'll okay. see. All right, but let's the, go. But the truth, though, I mean, it's the same thing with like the directors and the people who want are making these Star Wars films now. You know, love them or hate them, it's like the fans. These are. They are the fans of the, the original movies who want to make who want to dibble and dabble in that sandbox. So let it happen. That's so the that, thing that kills me. It's like these people who are crying about oh, it's all about social justice warrior and Kathleen Kennedy's pushing your feminist agenda. Ugh. And it's like Ryan Johnson is a huge, huge Star Wars fan who made his Star Wars movie. Now there's a lot of debate as to whether. He should have made a fan film that was only to fans. Should he have maybe, they still need a Kevin Feige who says, these are how all these things are connected because they're still not doing this. But he was, he was able to make his movie straight up. No one else's really not Disney's not Kathleen Kennedy's that he made his own star Wars film. And to that, he made a fan film. JJ in some ways also uh, made a fan film. So I guess like what I'm trying to say is that they they are making fan films. Quit complaining and um, let's see what happens in alien films. Amen. All right, what's in video game news, Chris? Well, one of our favorite companies, Telltale Games, who are known for their basically choose your own adventure type games. You know, like our favorites from Borderlands to Game of Thrones and. Guardians of the Galaxy and Batman and so many licenses. Uh, the latest one announced was Stranger Things. So, you know, Telltale Games has been around for a long time now. And they've been using the same engine, apparently, from the beginning up to now. So finally, they'll be updating their engine for their games. And so I don't know what this means, but it's pretty exciting because I'm sure we'll get a lot more, uh, a lot more features to the games, a lot more mechanics. Um, and probably just an all-around better product. Yeah, I know that they also announced um, The Wolf Among Us 2, and they also have The Stranger Things. So I'm curious if they're going to do these on the new engine. I know there's another, or the end chapter for The Walking Dead, they announced at E3 as well. So um, it would be cool if these are all on the new the new engine. 
because that's the thing the wolf among us and the batman one have the most choices for like movement and and shooting things and you know stuff like that so i i'm curious if they'll add in a little bit more action gameplay as well as these choose your own adventure elements so oh and tales from the borderlands that game won so many awards that was like one of the best ones that they've ever done so good awesome yeah yeah me too me too uh, next up, uh, Sony has announced PlayStation Hits. Nothing new here. Uh, it's just taking their best titles uh, like Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, blah, 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 and so on and so on, and just slapping that price tag of $19.99 and that special, um, the special case, actually, too. And it's not the usual color. It'll be red color, I think, or something like that. You know, that's what you they know, did. Remember, you know what the they do. Exactly. Border at the top, so yep. that yep. makes sense. Yep. Good. So get your get your awesome PlayStation hits for nineteen ninety nine coming soon. And finally, today in video game news, we just got a press release. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl will return in fall of two thousand eighteen. What was that? A Genesis game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the memories. The memories. Uh, It'll be called Back in the Groove, and it, it's going to be co. Uh, it's going to be you know co-produced with Adult Swim and Human Nature Studios. So cool. Yeah, I like those guys. What is uh, old is new again. That's, that's pretty much it. Okay, cool. What's uh, what Star Wars do we get? <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. This could be its own episode. So let's it is. Kinda... It is. It's. Yeah. It's. It's the namesake of this episode. It's. It's something that we have to talk about every episode now. Unfortunately, it's something new and toxic that comes out. So this isn't. This isn't new news. This has been around for the last couple weeks now, and it. But it's still news to me. So, unfortunately, due to the lackluster, you know, approval of. <laughs> solo by the fans and drop and blo- and um, movie ticket sales. The Star Wars, a Star Wars story films have been placed on hold. Now this is good and bad in my opinion. Uh, unfortunately, we will not, probably not get that Obi Wan movie that we all wanted. And this is this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. Um... You know, I don't know. I'm, I have mixed feelings on it, to be honest with you. These movies, we don't want them. We don't need them. With the exception of Obi-Wan, it's the only one that I care about. So in that sense, I really don't care. Because I see, don't... I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt again. That's, but then you say that about Solo and then you like it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's unfortunate it has to happen this way, I think. It is. Yeah, I loved actually loved Han Solo. I think it's a fantastic film. I but it, I've said it many times. It's a film that I did not need to see, and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know where Darth Maul ends up. I know where Han Solo end up. It doesn't change anything. So Obi Wan is the only one 
because of Ewan McGregor being so good in the prequels and because there's a 19 year difference in time, there are so many different areas. We can see way more Vader. We can see a lot of the emperor. We can see so many different things with his films. Um, Jabba. I mean, it could go into so many different directions, but you know, so for me, I think they need this. They need to pump the brakes. They need to rally the, courses whatever the hell the phrases that you need to be but they need to get their shit together because star wars since they've taken over they have said you make your movie you make your movie you make your movie and we'll just see how all these things come out instead of going this is what we're doing this is our five-year goal or 10-year goal or 20-year goal because we own fucking star wars and we spent billions of dollars to do it they got a story group that knows what the fuck is going on those people know what's happening. The movie people, they're allowed to go off on their own tangents. And it's the same thing that's disintegrating DC in a little way more wilder sense. But like, and I've enjoyed all these Star Wars movies. Do not get me wrong. But I've also enjoyed the cartoons, the comics, the books even more. Because it's all connected. So when this TV series comes out with John Favreau, I bet you anything that will be more exciting than what's happening in the theaters. Like I said, this could be its own podcast because we can rant about this forever. So right. tell me your thoughts, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. I will. I will tell you my thoughts because if you want everything to be connected, then these are the movies that are connecting things. I'm sorry. These, the legacy films, they don't even like, like them or hate them. I don't care. But these these Star Wars story, they're the ones like they got me the, the most excited. Like Rogue One, it did thing. It expanded mythology. Solo, it expanded mythology. It brought in like it talks about things that get real Star Wars fans excited. I'm sorry, but if you can't, if you're not following along with Clone Wars and Rebels and, st- and at least reading some of the books and reading some of the comics, you're not a Star Wars fan in my eyes. Because if you're gonna sit there. And bitch about what they're doing instead of trying to get involved and trying to at least find a little good in it. And then maybe you'll find more and more good in it because it's actually good people putting this stuff together and and trying to like build this new lore. You know what? Get out of here. You know, it's just it's I get that we don't want some people don't want these films. But after watching Solo and seeing that it was a good movie and just saying, you know what? If you can't at least appreciate that, then I don't know. I don't know what your problem is. It's like that's 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 the bottom line in my eyes. Okay. So I mean, it's it's ridiculous because spinning out of this solo movie, they could have done more movies, and I would have been excited for it. Yeah, I'd be excited to see another solo film. Exactly. Um, but exactly. it's just the. They did many things wrong. It's unfortunate that this is the reaction that has to be taken. But again, what I say is I still think that they need a clear cut plan as to how to handle these films that are not saga films because the saga films end next year. And from there, it's Ryan Johnson's movies and it's the Game of Thrones guys movies. And who knows what else is going to happen as far as the films go. But I think this gives them some time to figure things out. I, you know what? I don't even. I, I'm sorry, but you don't have to. You don't have to get on this track and stay on this track 
and have everything just just work together for Star Wars. The point is, is like, yeah, people want something new. So they're going to be doing that. Of course, they're going to be doing something new. They already said that. So it's like, if you if you have a failure, everybody has a failure. Why stop there just because just because a handful of people didn't want it? You know, I, I get that it's about making money, but you already made your fucking four billion back after Last Jedi. You made a few films with merchandising. You made the money back. You say we failed at this movie. Like you, you you take your hits and then that's it. You know, you move forward and you don't just go back. You already announced this Boba Fett movie with James Mangold, which got a good amount of the base excited because you know I don't care if you don't want that. I want that. You know what I mean? It's like, I get your point, but at the same time, it's like, Oh my gosh, we just stepped in the, stepped in the toes of a handful, handful of people. Cause most of the time when I go out there, I can find positive comments. It's a small pocket of toxicity. That's killing it for everybody else. Well, what you said is really the only argument that needs to be said about this. It didn't make the money. And that Oops. they are, but but that's Oops. it. Chris, I'm sorry, but you we don't write these paychecks over at Disney in Lucasfilm. I completely agree with you that yeah, you know what they did so many bad things, and that's really why it didn't make any money. Like it's their fault, it not is. The fault. It's not the movie's fault, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, this really could have its own podcast, but we yeah. got other things to talk about. Absolutely, like. Hey, if we're not going to make an Obi-Wan movie, why don't we just put him in episode nine and we could retcon everything and not make people pissed off? Because <laughs> that's what everybody's going to be. Oh, here's the rumors that Obi-Wan's going to show up and they're going to fix everything that Ryan Johnson did wrong. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> but that's the news. Uh, apparently that Obi-Wan Kenobi will show up in episode nine. <laughs> I mean, there was news that Hayden Christensen is going to show up in episode eight. Exactly. I don't believe it until I see it, so. This is, this is the stupid stuff. I don't want Obi-Wan Kenobi in this movie. It's just throwing things in there that don't belong. Like, fine. They're just going to do it to make people happy? That's, that doesn't make me happy. If that's, if that's the way you want to do it. You know what I mean? You could do something so... You left, you left Last Jedi the way it is, and you could do something so new and refreshing, but then you're going to circle back because people got upset. You know what? You know, Just stop doing what you wanted to do and do what these people want you to do. I, I don't. I don't know. That sounds to me like somebody wrote this article and it just snowballed. It sounds Probably. like it has nothing that any it's ever going to happen. No, so. no. But it's going to happen before an Obi Wan movie. Let's see. <laughs> Possibly. All right. So after after all that banter and ranter and rancor, let's get it into the pursuit of plastic. Here we are, pursuit of plastic time. Um, let's start off with hot toys. Yeah. So, Sandy, yeah, go on. No, no, if go ahead, go ahead. San Diego Comic Con exclusive, Anakin Skywalker from Episode Three, the evil version. You don't like this? I I don't like when they do this kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's like, don't doesn't everybody want that that angry head? I mean, isn't that part of the episode three character for Anakin Skywalker? So you're going to go spend $300 on a hot toy and then you're going to have to go, what, spend another $300 on a hot toy 
or more because it's a San Diego exclusive. That's kind of a shit move. <laughs> yeah, I hope that they do a two pack where you can get both of them for five hundred, or just sell me the head. Or some sculptor will make the head. It is kind of BS, like to make a whole new figure. Like, um, I get it that we're gonna have twenty iterations of Luke Skywalker because he does wear different clothes throughout the series. But to do the exact same figure again with a different head, to me, that's just mean. Right, because I, like your example, of Luke Skywalker thing. They just did the Jedi Luke, um, the Return of the Jedi Luke, and they're like, you know what? Instead of making a speeder bike, Luke will just do this deluxe version, and you can buy that stuff for an extra ten dollars. You know what I mean? On top of that, so this is this is weird to me, especially since Anakin had just been released. Anyhow, it's like, all right, let's just let's just get another money grab here. You know what? And and actually, I feel like they don't do this. I feel like this is actually kind of... Is that weird? It is kind of weird. They don't really ever do this. So don't do it again. I know you're listening. Um, Because it's just mean to the fans who clearly want both heads. It's not like you have your Daredevil uh, from the comics. Or not Daredevil, but Deadpool from the comics and then Deadpool from the movies. Those are two different suits. Those are two different iterations of the character. I'm okay with that. But doing the same exact figure with a different head, that's just mean. Even if you give me some extra accessories, it's still mean. Um, this one just got announced like five minutes ago. I saw it on my Twitter as we took a break. Um, there is a Hot Toys Arkham Origins Deathstroke figure coming out, and it looks effing amazing. <laughs> it looks so, so good. Uh, yes. So- that is absolutely one of the best versions of that character, and it's going to be a, a great toy, I think. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it would be very awesome on display next to my um, my Batman, and that's one of my favorite hot toys as well. So. Yeah, I still got to get that Batman, plus the Joker. You know, I need the whole Arkham origin, well, Arkham line there. Um. Yeah, so that's coming out soon. Also, in the one-six scale world, we have Bloodshot. Um, do you remember who, what studio is making this? I I don't talk about it. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Bloodshot, as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, is a Valiant character. Um, Valiant has not gone into the action figure realm, with the exception of some mini mates from Diamond Select Toys and. You know, maybe some other little piddly things here and there throughout the 20 years, but not at this scale. What did you find out? TB League. Uh, what does this say? It's weird. I can't even get a... Yeah, TB, TB League, it says. Okay. I, I have no idea who that is. Um, but this was a big surprise this week because we've been looking for Valiant collectibles for a long time now. Uh, we were always questioning who's going to pick up this license, who can run wild with it. It's cool to see this because it seems like maybe they're just kind of starting to spread the spread the wealth a little bit. We'll see. Yeah, it looks like TV League, just doing a quick overview here of them. They tend to make bodies. Um, that seems to be like they're what they do for the most part is they make different bodies for one six scale things. They did make a, uh, 
Angela Valkyrie type figure, which looks pretty crazy. They've done Vampirella. They've done Red Sonia. So Lady Death. Um, but still just not as known of a property as Bloodshot is. So should be kind of curious. It comes with a stand too. Like it comes with a base that includes a fire hydrant and like a city block, you know, a bunch of different weapons and it's $159. So the sculpting doesn't, you know, it's not going to be the same scale or quality as what you're going to get from like a hot toys or a sideshow. But, um, you, you know, you're getting some different hands, you're getting some weapons, you're getting a base, which you very rarely ever, ever get unless you're spending a lot of money. So you know, I already put my money down for it and because I want a bloodshot figure. <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. There you go. And then the final thing, I'm gonna let you take this one. I don't even I don't even have the energy anymore for this kind of stuff. Okay. Um <laughs> Mezco is Mezco has put up for pre order the last couple of weeks now. They're summer exclusives for San Diego Comic Con. Both uh, Batman Beyond and yesterday the Punisher Special Ops version, which is a combination basically of the classic Punisher and badassness. Um, unfortunately, Mesco has disappointed me twice this week, uh, this month, and I'm getting a little sick of it um, because of their unpreparedness for the demand that their figures have that they know their figures obviously have. The Batman Beyond one, fine. I missed the pre-order. That's my fault. Um, but this goes to say also, why are you putting pre-orders out when people are actually working, when responsible adults are out there living in the real world and we have to like be like snipers and you know take the risk of getting fired to go buy a fucking toy? You know what? Fuck you. Um, the second thing is the Punisher... You, you're. I have this toy in my cart. I go to pay for it. You deny my my payment twice. Then you block my IP, and then you block my block my access to the site in in general. Fuck you again. Um, get your shit together because if that toy is in my cart and I have the option to pay for it, that's mine. It's your fault that you can't sell it to me. That's your fault. Not all the fans crashing the site. That's your fault that you don't have enough damn bandwidth to handle this kind of stuff when you know the demand on your products. Do not ever, ever again let me put something in my cart and then not let me buy it. Fuck you. Okay. That's, <laughs> so, that's, that's, when, we went, that's when we went completely R in this episode. <laughs> thanks to Mesco. Well, Seriously. Sorry, it was, it's complete bullshit what happened. And I understand the whole demand between like exclusives and stuff like that. That's completely ridiculous how this played out yesterday. Yeah. So Mezco releases these summer exclusives and um, they're letting people buy six at a time, which oh, yeah, that, too. that too. Come on. You know, if you're going to go and do something six at a time, like a case of toys, sell it to retailers directly and don't open it up to the general public because that, just breeds scalpers. Um, and you know, the prices are already up there. Like it's already at $300 a figure <laughs> to try to get for an $80 figure. It's already at 300 bucks for the, for the Batman and for the, um, for the 
for the Punisher. So it is sad that it's gotten to that point. Um, you know, we've been big, big proponents of Mezco since they started releasing their one twelfth scale. So hopefully this will be a learning lesson and they change their practices and limit people to two per special character, meaning it's for yourself. Maybe you're going to sell one, but it's really for yourself and maybe a friend or something. And, and I think that's fair or make more, you know, I don't know. Like you have the molds for a Punisher figure. You have the molds for Batman, just make more of them. And this question was posed yesterday, like a lot of companies that are now, hey, we're putting this pre-order up, order it, and then we'll make that many. And then everybody gets one. You know what I mean? That's That also would be very smart. It's genius. And then the, pe- like, then the people who complain, that's your fault. I'm sorry, you had a month window to order this, and you didn't. There's no room for complaining. You can you give me you- a couple days. You know? Yeah. Don't do it. In, don't do it in, I think it was like eight minutes. I mean, it was fast. It was very fast. I don't. So. It was. It was. It was not under ten minutes. But I mean, it was their their site crashed. Their site crashed, was, though. But that's what I mean. Like it, yeah. it was very fast. So, yeah. anywho, I don't want to end this thing on a on a low note. Um, I do want to just give another kind of shout out to um, if anyone is interested in doing and contributing to don't forget the website that we have or you know, uh, doing any toy shoots, any article creation. If you want to review video games, review movies, review comics. I mean, we, we have a lot of different options, um, as to how to do some content creation creating. So if you are a listener and you're interested to kind of get your voice heard, reach out to us at don't forget to tell one at gmail.com or on social media, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter and Instagram under DFAT towel. Um, Come find us. Uh, we, we are happy to accommodate um, any creatives who are looking to branch out and, and like I said, get their voices heard. Uh, Chris and I are more than excited to bring on some new team members. We actually had a few old team members come back um, with articles coming out in the next couple of weeks. But as we inch towards episode 100 um, in July, as well as our sixth anniversary in july um which we'll be given we'll be doing a giveaway we want you people to come join the team so that's that's what i got there <laughs> that was that was a great spiel it's good spiel anything else you got that's it man that's it all right well guys as i said read those comics this is casey saying bye and this is chris we'll see you next time <laughs>